it's killer pod What is up, party people? Welcome to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. I am one of your many hosts, Jeff. With me, as always, my compadre, Vinny. What's up, dude? What up, dude? Coming on the hotline tonight. This is different. Yeah, yeah. Get to get to be on the comfort of my own couch watching the Sixers. Everybody on the hotline. Kobe sweet. Yeah, I got the Raycons, man. These I wanted to use them really bad. They're nice. What's that? They're like fancy headphones. Oh, They're okay. uh, earbuds. They're like, I guess you got Beats is like the fanciest, and then these are up there. Wait, is, are they the ones with the logo with or the uh, yeah logo with the skull looking thing? No, that's Skull Candy. I think you can get them at like five below. Hmm. Cool logo though. Anyway, yeah. also on the hotline is Brother Pete. If you want to scream, scream with me. Oh yeah, and we got brother Sean. In the happiest uh, spooky seasons, Steve fellas. Yeah, how is everybody's spooky season going? Slow. I uh, I'm behind once again on all movie watching. I've been crushing (laughs) stuff, shows, movies. I I wanted to watch that Nightmare on Elm Street series I bought, and I completely forgot I had it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, I thought that's why you said you were going to watch it. I, I, I do want to watch it. I forgot I had it, so I haven't watched it yet. Ah, because we were, we were talking about what we're going to watch, you know, whatever that was last week before. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch the... I thought you brought it up because you had it. I can tell you a movie I did see. Hmm. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, should we dive right in to the end? The end of horror? Should, end should of we days. do beer? Let's do, let's do beers Yeah, first. yeah, we got to do beers first. We're going to need beers for this. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you kick us off? All right. Well, I'm uh, back on the horse, and I'm drinking one of our old faithfuls, a seasonal favorite uh, from Springhouse Brewing in Lancaster, the Brains Pumpkin Ale. Uh, we've probably had it on the show maybe two or three times already, so I don't really have to say much about it. Oh, it's so good. It is a... Yeah. Uh, I am not the biggest pumpkin fan. I, I, I enjoy them as they're seasonal, but Brains... Brains and Punkless Dunkle are, are definitely my top two. So, oh yeah, I'm jealous that, that you're enjoying that. Now you don't do the yeah. uh, cinnamon sugar rim when you're at the brewery, do you? No, good man. No, nasty. Sean and I do. On your rim or on the glass? Love a sugar, love a sugar oh, rim. Yeah, we're not talking about beer. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking because it looked uh, interesting. I've never heard of such a thing. Flying Fish Brewing Company Constant Motion Coffee IPA. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, normally, the, normally the coffees are either a porter or a stout. Or, um, I think Neshaminy Creek was one of the originators of that. Years oh, really? ago, they, they had one. Um, I can't remember what it was called. It was a coffee pale ale. Delicious. So... So this is uh, in in partnership with uh, Revolution Coffee Roasters. I'm assuming it's probably also a Jersey place like uh, Flying Fish. Um, they have a little sketch of like the 
of Charlie freaking out and that wrong with that chart on uh, Always Sunny. But uh, ah, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, delicious. Definitely. Um, I mean, definitely very coffee forward. If I were to taste this blind, I don't even know that I would know that it's an IPA. Although the bitterness is coming through a little at the end. So hmm. yeah, it's good. Seven point five percent. Reasonable. Yep. And they're out of Jersey. Flying fish, yeah, South Jersey. Oh, flying fish. Okay, okay. Yeah, they used to have a uh, brew pub in my neighborhood that was I don't know three or four blocks away. Nice. And they closed up and haven't been open in like three or four years, and I miss them. Hmm. There's empty space still. Yeah, another uh, another tap house tried to take over, and then they petered out after like a year, and then it hasn't opened up since. Interesting. Sean, what are you drinking? I also am back to an old favorite, and this is not the first one of these I've had, and I find it a little disappointing, and maybe my tastes have changed a little over the years, or I just don't like the pumpkin beers as much as I used to. But I have River Horse Hippo Lantern Pumpkin. Oh, that's a good one. I really liked that one last year. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's it, – I think it's just me. I wouldn't – it's not bad. It's still, it's still pretty good, but and, uh, they're getting too sweet for me. Yeah, and they they all start to kind of blend together. Like it's hard to tell them apart. Yeah, and I look forward to it every year, but it starts so early. Like I've been drinking pumpkin beer since the end of August, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready for uh, the winter seasonals to come hit. Oh yeah, favorite time of year. Cool, the best. All right, I'm coming at you with uh, Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media, PA. I have the Gordfather Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Uh, I haven't had this one. Figure I go with the Imperial, maybe a little more bang for the buck. Certainly a higher ABV. It's not listed on the can, but let's see what it's all about. Cool can art I'm too. Sitting, it's got a jack o' lantern. Eight point one. What's that? Eight point one. Eight point one. Oh yeah, this one's good. That's pretty good. You get, it's there's pumpkin pie spices that, that that are dominant in pretty much all of them. Yeah, there's always subtle variations between the different varieties. I like um, Vault Brewing out of Hatboro, I think. Yardley. Yardley, yeah. They do uh, a sweet potato beer this time of year just to set themselves apart a little bit. Same kind of flavor profile, but instead of going pumpkin, they do sweet potato. I haven't had theirs since last year, but I liked it a lot. It was really, really good. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, this this one's good. All right, now we can get into some ugliness. I'm glad we, we decided to not do a whole episode about this, though. I mean, I could talk for a good half hour about how much disappointment and hatred I had for it. I don't want it to take up that much more. Yeah, time yeah, but this, yeah, this is this is more this is more efficient and really all it deserves. It deserves yeah. ten minutes yeah. of our time to Just tell get the it world out. get it out of the system. Yeah. And we're not the only ones. I mean, if you look at Letterboxd, you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it is getting trashed. A petition was started today on change.org to reshoot the film. Which and is like my, a website that's meant for like, like you know, people that like, are like <laughs> trying trying to change the anti-abortion laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because this movie was an abortion. Uh, all right. We are talking about Halloween Ends. The... Uh, the wrap-up to the Blumhouse, David Gordon Green trilogy, H40, 
And I had very tempered expectations and I was going in with low expectations, but I still had excitement. I mean, this is my, excuse me, my favorite franchise. I wanted to have fun and we went, we went as a killer pod crew. There was uh, 12 of us that went. So that, that made it a little bit better. We could, we could be disappointed together afterwards while standing outside the, the theater. Um, and we went opening night and it was a train wreck. I, thought, I think train wreck's an understatement. Yeah. It was a giveaway. It, it all started with Sean's chicken fingers taking 30 minutes. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that should have been a sign. And that I uh, planned my dinner around not having too much sugar or carbohydrates because I really wanted that Crown Royal and Coke slushy from the theater bar, and they were out of it. Yeah. They were out of everything on tap as well. Yeah. These were all signs that that we should have known. Yeah. Also, the fact the bartender, uh, I was wearing a typo negative shirt, and he asked me if it's a band or my blood type. And I said, oh, young man. A man with a with a horror T-shirt on. You must you must learn the language of Peter Steele. And look up his, and, and look up his playgirl. Yep. Playgirl photos because even they are amazing. <laughs> As a straight man. Uh, um, well, where do we start? So, so, right. <laughs> so I'll get. I'll, let me. I went into this. I didn't like absolutely hate the last one i mean i think everyone had a bad taste in their mouth after the last one right just because it was like it, it was, i had it was some i had some enjoyment but they leaning into the political aspect sure. of what was going on in the world at the time yeah was stupid but again I, I i didn't even re-watch that so that i've only seen once in the theater last year sean and i saw it together and you know we were like yeah okay fine whatever but because there's because the middle should you know, the middle is, you know, it's a middle. It's a bridge yeah, to, the, to the end. Yep. yep. So, um, but this, I mean, it became pretty clear, you know, solid, solid opening, opening scene. You didn't really know how it was going to connect in, but it was, it was violent and you're like very, it was like, well, shocking. Like yeah. fucking, fucking kid dies. Yep. Bloody as hell. Um, I mean, his head exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I immediately was, you know, even as, as open-minded as I went into this was suspicious because this trilogy is, uh, uh, you know, uh, is supposed to be, a, a, um, absolute continuation from number one, as if nothing else happened in the, in the whole universe, it's one. And then Halloween 2018, Halloween kills Halloween Ed. and we're met in Halloween 2018 with this grizzled almost sarah connor like um jamie lee curtis um and you know her hair's long and gray and untamed and she's she's been training her daughters or her daughter and and then her granddaughter who she's like barely allowed to see like how to shoot guns and how to basically preparing for the attack that may or may not ever come and we're met in the in the like post opening credit scene after the opening the cold open of this movie uh with that same character carving pumpkins and baking pies yep she's and, domestic and, 
domesticated. And they're tre- they're treating you like it's not a Halloween movie. All of a sudden, you got narration yeah. going on. Like, she's writing a book. What? Yeah, she's right. It's, it's like oh, okay, this is different. Right off yeah. the bat. So that was that was kind of a dead giveaway for me that things were going south. And then, and then basically just the longer that we didn't see Michael, was, uh, you know, I was worried that, you know, it wasn't until he actually pops back in that I was worried that the whole thing was going to be in this kid's mind because it would have been yeah. even worse. Forty that, minutes, forty minutes before he even makes an appearance. I don't but know. I don't know if it would have been worse. You don't even know if it's really him. Like you don't mm-hmm. know if all this is in that kid's mind. So that's like this movie, as bad as it was, almost was worse. If that had been the case, if that yeah. if, if everything was just part of his imagination, um, fucking sucked. Don't even bother seeing it, honestly. Um, I still feel like everyone is gonna see it just because they have to. They feel like they have to finish it. Yeah, but, I mean, um, if you're I, I, if I've you're already, a completionist. Or, I feel like I've already done my due diligence in saving a few people money and telling them to just watch it on Peacock if they have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel I, bad because that's obviously cutting the the movie theaters, and I love the movie theaters, but you know, whatever. If I can expand on what you were saying, she spent forty years training, preparing, right, constantly vigilant, knowing that he was in prison and he wasn't getting out, and then. As soon as he gets out and they come face to face and whatever, now he's out in the world. She doesn't know where he is, and she just accepts that and goes and lives in a normal in back in Haddonfield with no preparation whatsoever. But how does that make sense? It, it doesn't. Nothing about it. Makes would, sense. Would, why? Yeah. So, uh, I've, I've come to accept that he might show up and kill me, and I'm not even going to like keep a gun in the house. And. We, uh, you end kills with Macho Man uh, Michael Myers, who just gets his ass beat down and then jumps up and kills everybody. And now he's hiding, so he's weak. <laughs> now he's weak because he hasn't killed anybody in four years or something like that. It's like, huh? What, where, how did we get here? He's he just spent 40 years in prison and didn't kill a soul. Yeah. Why wasn't, why wasn't he weak then? He was a beast when he got out. Yeah. And why is he living in a sewer like Pennywise? Dude, he's in a wall in a sewer. Why? He had all that room. He's not even in the big room of the sewer. He's hidden in a crevice of the wall. There was nothing that made sense. Nothing enjoyable. I mean, the kills. The, no, the kills were enjoyable. The kills were good. Yeah, they're pretty much the only good thing. Yeah. But it's 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 a the most unsatisfying conclusion. Uh it's basically a fist fight in a kitchen. There's your there's your conclusion. Uh, yeah, and that's what after, brings him down, getting knives through the yeah. hands. Like And then after um getting beat up by a kid, uh twenty five year old. Yeah, who and, and that steals his got mask. Beat up by, who got beat up by high school kids. <laughs> marching, like, band high school kids. marching band kids. Marching band. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. And the whole so, like, yeah, you get... the whole tag team thing. Ugh. Yeah. So you basically what is it? It was close to two hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was two get, hours. I would say, I would say you get an hour and fifty minutes of not a Halloween movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the last ten minutes, Michael Myers is in it. 
And he, and he tosses he tosses Lori's shirt around the kitchen, and then she puts the knives through his hands and slits his throat, and that's the end. And then they have a funeral <laughs> procession for him. Brutal. Yeah. So uh, I, all, I think it was all, all police procedure goes out the window. Yeah. And this guy is going to remake The Exorcist next. Awesome. Real yeah. dope. Oh, I forgot about that. Great. Yeah. So no no expectations for that. Uh, mm-hmm. It was about the halfway point where mentally I gave up on this and was starting to get antsy and just really just wanted to leave. Um, I almost hopped that railing. And then, like, the the shock was setting in. Like, I wasn't being, like, obnoxious about it, but and I, it wasn't premeditated. But Steph kept throwing an elbow into me because I was just blurting out, like, what are we watching? Like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. I, it was just disbelief. Well, I, my um, mom... My mom watched it, and she was like, "That was." She's not like a follower; she just watched it to watch it. She was like, "That was a terrible movie." Like, yeah, because it was. It was just bad. <laughs> Why are we taking this character and shoving him in a wall? Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, as a show, and as people, we demand. Blumhouse to make a public apology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, and you defended them all the time. And like this is what I'm talking about. This is where we've got we've we've let them get out of control. We let them grow to where they thought this was okay. This is the biggest ball drop they've ever had. And I no longer trust them for anything. I, I don't even know like I I know that they wanted to try to go outside of the box. This film, but like the whole side, the whole protege character, like he has no arc. Like, no, I would understand if they were trying to prove a point, but he just uh, he got no, there's no point. He got there's bullied, no and then what he ran into Michael or something, yeah. And then they were they were buddies, they're, they're they, they made eye contact, and yeah, then they killed a guy together. Michael Myers busted a nut, which was awkward, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't ever think we'd see that on screen. Yeah, and then uh, then they're buddies. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just Batman and and, and Robin. <laughs> and then he and then he beats up Michael, and then that's pretty. Cool. Take, yeah, and then I'm, he takes his beat I'm beating, up I'm beating you up and taking your mask like that. Yeah. That happened in a Halloween movie. He got beat up by a twenty-something-year-old that was getting bullied by a marching band, and he took his mask. <laughs> Tell Michael Myers in Halloween 4 that that's going to happen. I can't wait till the... They're probably already out there. I haven't read them. But, like, the the apologists are like, oh, you just don't get it. Like, they're trying to say that, you know, he transferred his evil because, you know, evil can take over anyone. But I'm like... Oh, there's... Yeah, the, I uh, fell down a rabbit hole of reading the apologist positive reviews on Letterboxd, and it's just stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, it had to go in a different direction. This was creative and smart uh, no yeah. if, uh, no alright can we can we get past it now can we just yeah. drop it I'm ready <laughs> yeah I'm done alright good Whew. yeah terrible hated it just need that Toxic Avenger remake to come out everything will be fine in other news there's a lot of good stuff coming out this week we got VHS 99 
We got Terrifier 2, uh, which has some funny reports going on about people being so disgusted that they vomited in the theater <laughs> or fainted. Or one theater, uh, a guy fainted and they called an ambulance. <laughs> I always hesitate to believe those because that's like a time is, or a story as old as time. Oh, yeah, they've been, been doing time. that since like the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe. It's making good money, though. And it's getting good reviews. So that's, that's cool. Did you guys I, like the first uh... one? Sorry. Yeah, it was I've fun. Never, I've never seen it personally, actually. It's just gratuitous violence, but it was yeah. it was good. Yeah, I don't really care. It was a little over the top for me, but yeah, it was definitely over the top. Long too, right? Like, yeah, I think it was two hours. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I did want to just give a. A uh, movie that I really, really enjoyed. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. Uh, All About Evil. No, I never heard evil. of that. Watch it last night on Shutter. Really fun watch. Really awesome. Old release uh, or? Uh, 2010. Okay. Uh, Natasha Leone. Are you guys? She was from like American Pie. She's mm-hmm. in the Russian yeah, Doll yeah. series on Netflix. Yeah, sure. Um, so she is, uh, the daughter of a guy who basically owns like a colonial style, uh, movie theater in San Francisco. He dies, leaves it to her and, um, she, her mother who wants to sell it because it's, you know, it's worth a fortune, the land, um, ends up, uh confronting her trying to get her to sign papers uh, so that they can sell it and she kills her and then accidentally while trying to delete the footage accidentally plays the footage on the screen for the people who are there to see the movie and they just think that it's like a short so then she becomes obsessed with making these shorts and she ends up actually killing people and gets a following just by playing these shorts before well-known movies really good hmm. yeah i'll watch that um, definitely recommend it always down for a new watch um, um similarly on shutter i just watched one called raven's hollow and i was texting with you guys about it um you say that was a show or a movie no a movie uh it's about i i'm pretty sure it's fictional but um they kind of use it as the basis of edgar Allan poe's the raven story but set in that like 1800s forgotten village kind of town. Uh, like the, the atmosphere and the film style reminds me a lot of Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. Uh, you know, like super gothic, dark, atmospheric. Uh, but it was a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you know, he shows up into town and there's a guy pseudo like nailed to a cross outside of town with his like guts spilling out. Um, and they take his body, he ends up dying, and they take him into town, and they're trying to solve the mur- like why he was hung out there. They think it was somebody in the town, and then it, you know, turns out to be this raven that's like a supernatural being, and it's it was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited to watch like, that one. That's that's definitely in my bag. Yeah, if you like that gothic atmospheric stuff, uh, it was pretty good. I uh... um, one 
Was that one more? Sh- one more shout out. Uh, anyone in the south southeast PA Bucks County area? Um, actually, he's been on an episode once before. Uh, our friend Calico Chris. Anybody who wants to get tattooed this month, he's getting. He's doing uh, Halloween flash specials. Uh, I went and saw him the other day. Got a few fun little guys. Uh, just want to give him a promotion on here. Nice. Because uh, I mean, he's Jeff's good friend from way back. Yeah. Um, we just sit there and talk about how handsome he is, basically, while he tattoos Aww. me. So thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Calico Chris thirteen tattoo on Instagram. Check him out. Yeah. Yep. He's doing some fun stuff for Halloween always. So. Yeah, I'm excited to get down there at some point. Better hurry up. Well, not not just for the Flash the Halloween stuff. No. Just in general, I have a few things I want him to put on me and advise me on. A mm. um, couple shows. Uh, I think I mentioned it last time we were all together. I just finished up episode three of The Midnight Club on Netflix. It's pretty good. It's, it's different. It's... Uh, is based off a uh, off of a young adult novel, uh, which I remember reading when I was a kid. So it's it's definitely for the younger audience, but it has some some good scares. Oh yeah, that's what I mentioned last time. The the first episode was kind of like hitting headlines because it uh, broke the Guinness Book of World Records for most jump scares in an hour. Watched two episodes since then. Still still going pretty strong. It's a unique setup because they're hour long episodes. The first half hour of each episode is, you know, whatever's going on with the characters in the hospice and, you know, the the battles they're having with their health and the drama that's going on uh, within the hospice. And then then they at the, at the exact halfway point they meet for the Midnight Club and each one of them tells a horror story and that's where it kicks into the anthology piece. It's pretty good, especially uh, episode three was really strong. It was a really good horror story they told. And then I've been watching the wrap-up to Walking Dead. Mm. Yeah. It's still, that's still going on. There's five more episodes. And, and they're already invested in like filming like the spinoffs, right? Oh, yeah. They're, pretty much everyone's getting a spinoff, which I guess is a spoiler, so like we know none of the main characters are going to die. Well, they could be prequels. Yeah, that's true. But um, five episodes left. Uh, can't say it's good, but the higher I get, the more I enjoy it. <laughs> so as goes most things. It's like a three bowl minimum. I'll smoke two bowls before the episode even starts, and then have another one throughout. Um, and then it's I'm I'm I enjoy myself. That's good. That's all that matters. <laughs> They've certainly I made can't. plenty, plenty of money. Oh yeah, I can't believe it's still going. That's insane. All right. Oh, last huh. thing before we uh, pop pop this cork. Uh, if anybody's a fan of Taylor Swift, <laughs> oh, I've been her, hearing about it. Her album album drops at midnight yep. tonight. I'm I've been hearing about it. And listen. Oh yeah. Steph's gonna try to stay yeah, up for it. Yeah, what's it called? Midnight's. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to stay up for a peep? 
Yeah, at least. I mean, I'm, I'm I rarely am in bed before midnight anyway, so yeah. Um, I'll at least check out the, some of the tracks until I fall asleep. Yeah, Steph rarely is up past midnight. She says she's gonna try to stay it's awake. Got, it's got like 15 tracks or something though. Oh Jesus! So epic. All right. Yep. So we put out a little um, teaser post earlier for the war games tonight. We are going to get into creature features. I think this is going to be a really fun episode because we've had a lot of discussion on the the group chat about what qualifies, what doesn't qualify, um, what do creatures entail. Um, even after all that discussion, I think we're going to have very different lists and very different ideas. So, you know, when you think of creature features, is typically your universal monsters, your classic monsters, um, kaiju. We avoided all of that, and we're going a little bit deeper. Uh, so universal monsters, kaiju, aliens, only because we've done a Aliens Visit Earth episode are off the table. So it's like deep cut creature features. We're going with top 10. Uh, it's our usual setup. No money in the bank Winner this week, Pete still holds the briefcase. He uh, may or may not cash it in on this one. We'll see. Not likely. All right. Uh, and then based on the trivia outcome, you will have drafter C. That will be quantity over quality. They will have picks 10, 9, 6, and 3. You'll have drafter B. That will get 8. Five and two, and then you'll have the number one overall pick, Drafter A, that will have seven, four, and one. Hit us with some right. trivia, Jeffy boy. I was just gonna ask. You Before we get trivia? into the trivia, we're gonna do a quick intermission because I don't know how to edit, so it'll be an actual intermission. So we will be back in just a second after this. And we're back. And we're Whoa. ready to dive into this War Games. Jeff, right. you got some trivia ready? I do have some trivia ready. And we'll start right now. You sound like Pete on the it, phone sometimes. I do? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to distinguish my voice <laughs> a little better. Um, so first trivia question for you guys. Um... What professional wrestler makes a cameo in Gremlins 2, The New Batch? Hulk Hogan? That is correct. Correct. Pete with the dub. What do you want, Pete? Um, give me that quantity. Quantity for Peter. Can't get my pen to work. There we go. All right. I, 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 it's been so long since I've watched that movie. Uh, but I, I just feel like you can only uh, assume early, early 90s yeah. yeah that was like one of two guesses that I was going to have it was either him or Jesse Ventura that would have been a good guess though alright question number two in the 1954 creature feature them what is the giant monsters what are the giant monsters in them oh 
shit. Are they uh, they're like atomic, uh, like atomic mutants or? I mean, you're on the right track, but what are they? I can't remember. It's like some kind of. Oh, I I remember. They're ants. There you um, go. Yeah, I knew it was some kind of like common. I was like, it's a common animal or bug. All right. What do you want, Sean? You want the number uh, one pick, or you can just sit in the middle? Nah, I'll take number one. What the hell? All right. Cool. Sean is the number one pick. I got one in mind for number one, so. That's good. I really wish my pen would work. This is very annoying. All right. Well, Pete, you're starting us off, so whenever you want to get me that pick, man, you feel you feel free. All right. Um. Mm-hmm. There are so many to choose from on this list, but um, I'll start it off with one. That I'm not sure. Well, I don't think anybody will really hate it. Would oh wait, I almost texted Jerry. <laughs> Please text Jerry with your pick. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. The number ten pick. Just in time for Halloween. Ernest Scared Stupid. This is one of my favorite childhood movies that, like, one of those movies that, as a child, it's just funny enough, but also scary as shit because of the practical effects on these trolls are frightening as shit. And Trantor, the main troll, is just, like, super scary. He's got a humongous head and, like, all these little fucking boogers and warts hanging from him. Um, I know we talked briefly, because I wanted us to do just a fun rewatch of this and do a Watch This or Die um, about this movie. We were talking about it at Camp Blood. I know Vinny said that uh, um, Ernest always creeped him out. Yeah, not the biggest fan. It it weirds me out in an unpleasant way. Um. But I love how, especially in this movie, I, I, I have seen this movie way more than I've seen his other movies, but I know it's always kind of a thing of his that he does like multiple characters and he's kind of almost like a multi-personality person. Um, but this movie also has good throwbacks to uh, like horror hosting. They have the the, the vampire guy that, I don't know if he's a real horror host or it just does it in the movie that hosts uh, like a horror, like a horror radio station kind of thing. And then they have um, Eartha Kitt uh, as the crazy old lady that has like a bunch of trash in her yard. And she has all the knowledge about the trolls. Um, basically in this movie, if you haven't seen it, I mean, this is like 90s nostalgia uh, horror comedy for me. It's like, like so much, I love this movie. Um, but these trolls, once awakened, can uh, steal children, turn them into like these wooden dolls, and then if they collect enough of the children, then they can birth more trolls. 
And so at the end, they end up, uh, there's this big battle of um, all these trolls being burdened. And really, like, this movie has some crazy practical effects for probably what was a pretty low-budget movie of, like, all the stuff of them being birthed out of the ground. Like, it's like some, like, alien-level stuff um, as far as production on the um, effects. And, um, yeah, I just really love this movie. And I highly recommend Vinny giving it a rewatch because I think you'll... If you haven't seen it in a long time, I think you'll see the effects and enjoy it more. All right, I'll try it. Is he just, I don't know, kind of skews me out. You can tell he smoked like several packs a day. Oh, yeah, oh, for he sure. was like well, well known as a, uh, as a chain smoker. I put this in my honorable mentions. Because uh, it's been, I probably haven't watched it since I was younger, but I loved this movie growing up. This is so great. Yeah, I mean, I, I just from my own like movies I love, I would put this higher. But for this whole list, I thought you know first pick would or first pick on the list was appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. That's a good one. The um, the trolls, I believe, were designed, and they, they might have did the effects too. But the uh, the Chodo brothers of Killer Clowns fame. Um, and if you pay attention, one of the trolls' heads is a repainted uh, killer clown head. Uh, I totally, I know exactly what one. Yeah, that's a bigger about. one. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm looking through the IMDb page, and it says the prop master of this movie was also the prop master on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, if you remember the one scene, they throw the pizzas at the bullies that are trying to get to the the treehouse, and that starts to make a lot of sense. They reuse the prop pieces. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty scary when I was a kid. I remember not being super happy, uh, like watching it. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. I was a big Ernest fan. I used to watch his show every week. Oh. Pee Wee Herman and Ernest, man, big fan, big fan. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Pete has sent in his number nine pick. Um, I don't know what year it's from. I think it's the uh, 80s. 1982. Yeah, I think it was a big HBO movie. It was on there a lot. Or maybe that was Beastmaster, I'm thinking of. Yeah, whatever. Uh, number nine, Hugh, the winged serpent. I... What was it, Q? Q, the winged okay. serpent. Okay, Yeah. This is a... Uh... Uh, thanks to Joe Bob for this movie I discovered. I think it was on I want to say it was on the the original um, Marathon? The, the original Marathon he did separate from the show on, on Shudder. Um, and uh, man is this movie like super corny like insanely corny but also just like I mean you got David Carradine it was like uh, you know late seventies, early eighties uh, action guy, and uh, Michael Moriarty. Michael Morardi is his partner, right? His, co- his partner in, in the police force, and um, you know all these murders are happening, and then like they they're trying to figure out what's what's going on, and 
it's all because some Aztec exhibit is happening at, at, in somewhere in the New York Museum, and the winged serpent, this Aztec winged serpent Q, uh, which I believe is short for Quetzalcoatl. Uh, it's like half, uh, half dragon, half, uh, not really snake, even though they call it a serpent, but it's like half lizard, half like flying cat thing, kind of got hair. Uh, but yeah, um, I really, I mean, it's just a fun, like, almost like kind of a how did this get made kind of creature feature um um lots of really because i don't know how they managed to, with the uh effects of the of the beast but you know it's a lot of like probably in studio maybe filmed in like a diorama kind of thing and then them running away and then like maybe a claw comes through the wall, um, but yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, I've only seen this once. I saw it um, on the Joe Bob. Um, I wasn't really feeling it on the first watch. I don't have a particular reason why. Uh, maybe I should give it a revisit. But yeah, you got me a little more intrigued. Let's give it a yeah, rewatch. I mean, you know, I, it, I I thought that it would be a fun bottom of the list kind of thing. Yeah, I dig it. <clears throat> All right, that's on to me, right? Yes, sir. Pull up the year here. I believe it's a 97. Oh, yeah. 97. Oh. I might know what you're putting in there. Oh, finally. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> Can't trust you with technology, can we? Vinny's number eight pick from 1997, The Relic. All right. This one uh, is based on one of my favorite science fiction horror novels. And this movie was a complete dud in the box office. Did, uh, did $33 million overall with a $40 million budget. Complete dud. Um, hated by critics. I'm guessing it was hated. a bad time for horror. Yeah, it was it was rough, but uh, great story. You have, and I, I love when they work in uh, science and anthropology. So, a homicide detective and an anthropologist try to destroy a South American lizard-like god who's on a people-eating rampage in a Chicago museum. So this relic from the Amazon gets brought into the Natural History Museum of Chicago and inside inside it is a creature. It's a lizard god 
that is loose in the museum and just killing off employees. And the detective and the anthropologist have to team up to figure out what it is. At first, they think it's murders. Then they realize there's something supernatural going on. Uh, you have Tom Sizemore as the detective teamed up with Penelope Ann Miller as the anthropologist. And the creature's Are running you? amok. Yes, very much so. Creature's running amok and uh, the pressure's on him because it's leading to the big yearly Natural History Museum gala. And there's going to be thousands of people there, or maybe hundreds, I don't know. And it's going to be a slaughter if they don't figure out what this thing is and stop it before the gala. Uh, the creature effects are really well done. Uh, it's Creature effects are done by uh, Stan Winston. Some of it's practical, some of it's digital for the time. Uh, Stan Winston from uh, doing work on Jurassic Park and Terminator 2 are probably the top of his list. Uh, it's a really cool looking lizard creature. It's very gory, it's brutal and violent, and sort of a cool mystery going on with them running around the museum um, in the dark hallways and and like gallows in the museum trying to find this thing. Uh, it all culminates to a big showdown, of course, during the gala. Of course, they're not going to catch it before the gala starts because they have to have the threat of a huge slaughter. Uh, yeah, it's a very interesting, cool-looking creature. Very unique. Uh, it's it's very much of the 1997 time. Like some of its, if you watch it today, is like doesn't live up well. But I still enjoy it. Uh, and part of it is also just nostalgia because I love the book so much by uh, Douglas Preston and Lee Child. Yeah, so the relic. Um, so I watched this. For the first time in preparation for this list. Oh, really? And um, and uh, it's one of those movies that I remember like always seeing. I remember being in Blockbuster and seeing like this box. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I had you know my list is not really like as I, I feel like I say this every week probably or every time we do one of these. It's not necessarily. It's in a. It's in a adjusted order. So I had, you know, kind of a grouping of things that I would put towards the bottom. So this is like I was literally just looking at this and Q when I was making that decision. So I'm glad this made the list. Um, it as far as like the you were saying like the 90s and so like that some stuff doesn't hold up. I like, and it's I think it's part of being, a, a, just you know watching movies, and like you watch something like this and you're like ah we're in the 90s and like I like that. Yeah, know? it's uh I mean everyone. Were, these days is like on board for the eighties nostalgia and cheesiness, but the nineties is our wheelhouse. So like that nostalgia right. lives yeah. up with us even more. Like it, like yeah. it feels that late nineties. Yeah. And Tom Sizemore, you know, he's great. He's very nineties. Always uh, down his for whole Tom attitude, Sizemore. His whole attitude in this. Is he dead? He's dead, right? Yeah. Oh, is he? he? Was it, was it the cocaine? I don't think he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. It's either the cocaine or the alcohol. He was, he was living hard. Yeah, so I, I thought for sure he uh, lived too hard, but Pete just found some information. He is not dead. It was Sean, actually. Oh, Sean. All he right. Has, Good on him. He a shitload of upcoming credits between 2021 and 2022, so definitely not dead. Okay. Tom um, Sizemore, not dead. We were worried anyway, about him. Still living hard. 
the two two last things I wanted to say about this movie were that um, it's uh, got the principal from Kindergarten Cop is the woman who runs the museum. Uh, little short lady. Yep, yep. And uh, shit, what's his name? Um, Brooks, the librarian from Shawshank, is the doctor in the wheelchair in this movie. Um, just, you know, I always like to take notice of people that you see them and things. Yeah, the, uh, the that guys, if you will. Yeah, yep. Um, uh, yeah, check it out. It's did a, you like the creature like in this? Effect. Yeah. I mean, I, you could tell that this was like a, you know, you don't, you see, you know, it's one of those, like, when will you see it? You know, the reveal doesn't happen until yeah. halfway. Um, yeah, it's good. And it's and it's constantly evolving. That's kind of part of the whole thing, is that uh, because it's it's these these eggs that absorb like different proteins and like so with each thing it eats it, it evolves and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Cool. I'm glad you concur. And a solid, a solid, a solid beginning too. Like a creepy, like you don't know what's happening, and then like a a boat full of dead people shows up in uh, Chicago Harbor. Strange mm-hmm. for them to pick. I mean, I know that there's like the whole like inner Great Lake re- like system, but kind of a weird city for them to pick like a movie where a giant ship is coming into shore. Yeah. And uh, they threw a lot of money at the actual um the actual uh, museum in Chicago of natural history. The f- is it the f- oh, okay? But the f- they wouldn't. The f- Sorry, what? I know that the. F- I don't know if that's it. I know there's many museums in Chicago. The Fields Museum in Chicago, I believe, is where those um, tigers or those lions, and ghosts in the darkness, like the real life ones, are. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's, pro- it's probably the killed. same. What? Yeah, yeah. I thought no, those lions got killed. Oh, yeah, yeah. so that they're like it's like the you know uh, taxidermy version of them. That's a good movie. I love that. Great movie. movie. Yeah, love me Val Kilmer. The museum oh, would yeah. not let them film there for the the only reason being that in the book, uh, the book like paints the administrators of the museum as like bad guys and crooks and uh, shitheads, so they wouldn't let them film there just because of that. And I guess Paramount was like, we're not painting it in that way in the movie. Like, nope, can't film here. Get out. They offered him nine figures to do it. Listen, guys, we have Tom Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, you understand. have you seen Heat? He's going to be here. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> True romance, you know, a lot of cocaine. Hey, what's your cocaine budget? <laughs> uh, for right, heat, already... for heat, uh, oh, no. he had to be sober for X amount of time. So similar to Bam Margera in the Jackass saga. And clearly, that did not work out. <laughs> that worked out. It worked for, for Tom Sizemore. He did it. Oh yeah, for Tom Sizemore. He's not <laughs> Bam Margera. Bam Margera. Going skating. Hey, we're doing some skateboarding over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right 
You guys ready for number seven? Yep. Sean's first pick of the day. Monstrum. What is it? Monstrum. I don't know what that is. It's, All right, good so one. I was, talk, I was talking to Pete about this because we both just watched it. Um, this is a Korean film, a South Korean film. Ah. Um, definitely not North Korean. No, yeah. We're not allowed <laughs> to see their they, movies. I wonder why they specified it was South Korean. <laughs> yeah, this is a more recent film. It came out in 2018. Uh, I think you will like it a lot, Vinny. It's set in early 16th century Korea. And it takes place during this guy King Jung Jung's uh, rule. And they're suffering from the plague. And, you know, all the townspeople are dying. Um, and one of their generals ends up, like, protesting the slaughter and saving this kid. And they expel him from... Uh, the city and he goes and lives in this remote village uh, but basically just disappears with uh, his brother and, and his adopted I guess daughter at that point um, but then down the line uh, the pl- they, this plague you know they start saying it's coming back and then they start saying there's this monster that's in the hills that's causing this and it's killing villagers uh, it's preventing crops to you know, it's destroying their, like, crops and stuff. Um, and then they, they kind of play it as it's a ploy by the, like, elder statesman to oust this king. So you don't really know if the monster is real. Uh, they bring the general back to lead this hunt to go try to find the monster. And then they start bringing, they bring, like, some, this, like, special group of hunters back, you know, and they're, like, it's a it's an effort to overthrow the king, but also they're hunting this monster that maybe not, maybe it's not real. Maybe it is. turns out the monster is real. And, you know, shit goes kind of haywire in the second half of the film as the monsters really let loose on all these people. Uh, But it's, you know, it's part like politics in the beginning, which is kind of fun, different. Um, It's also kind of funny. I mean, this is, it's all in subtitles, but the movie, like, has a lot of comedic elements in addition to a lot of gore. Um, but yeah, I, it was a it was a really fun take, and I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, good wrap up. Uh, a lot of ridiculousness, a lot of gore, a lot of killing, and a pretty cool monster too to boot. And what one you're like sympathetic with too at the end. You don't you don't hate the monster when you find out why it is the way it is. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good one. I watched it um, actually in preparation for a, another list we have coming up, um, but it definitely fits in here. And uh, I really enjoyed watching it. It's like he like Sean said, it's got a good mix of action. I like I like it because it's like different. You know, most horror movies or you know most of these movies take place in like what is supposed to be a modern ish time or like ten years prior or sometimes the future and this one's like you know all the way back in the 1600s uh korea so it's like a totally unknown you know as a watcher you're going in like totally you know the the whole like you know there's palaces and then there's and then the, the whole like you know down in the village is just the poor villagers and all that whole thing going on and, that's cool uh, yeah no oh, yeah i mean especially for an upcoming episode 
Um, I will definitely put this top of the list because it sounds like it might make it on there for all three of us. I want to make sure I'm I'm in I'm in the know. Yeah, and even uh, I mean the horror elements. It's I wouldn't say it's like an overt horror, but it does have elements of it. But the action's good. Um, the action I thought was really awesome. The uncle, the un- the the dad and the uncle are both really badass. And the creatures are pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, it's just, it's just one. Okay. Yeah, it's just one. A little, it's more like the effect of the creature is pretty gross. Uh, But he does some, he does some destroying. All right, all right. Limbs, limbs are a flying. There's also like other, there's also bad guys that aren't the monster too. Like there's the bad guys that are trying to overthrow the government. Like one specific, like. Like lead soldier who's like a total doucher, and you're just like waiting for him to get eaten. <sighs> Pretty decent budget, I'd say for. Yeah, I would say so. you know. I don't pieces, know. The set pieces were pretty awesome. I mean, you know, I imagine I don't, you know, obviously outside of Hollywood, you know, it's probably pretty difficult for some of these. I mean, I know Korea and Japan, you know, have you know, well-established, uh, especially Korea is like up and coming with the success of Bong Joon-ho, um, as far as like people budgeting their movies, but like this has a lot of CGI, uh, which isn't cheap and, uh, decent amount of practical. There's explosions, you know, the costumes in this movie can't, couldn't have been cheap. So no, no. And, and considering the monster is, is CGI, he's in it a lot. Yeah, uh, in the second half, or it's in it a lot. Monstrum. Mm-hmm. And they say you definitely remember that it's Monstrum because they say it a thousand times. Fifteen thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> in <laughs> Korean? Yeah. Yep. I guess it's awesome. just, it may be just the word for monster. I'm not sure. Okay. Or that's what they or that's what they called it. But yeah. But it's just like it's just like you know. Korean, Korean, Korean. Monstrum. I didn't, I, didn't want to, I, I didn't want to do the accent. I don't know. I don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah, definitely watch this movie, though. It was a fun watch. Uh, I'm sure we'll do the accent plenty on a future episode. As soon as we cut. As soon as we cut. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was number seven, Monstrum. So we're moving on to number six. Back to Pete. Peter. The Headhunter. So on Shutter, either of you guys seen it? I have not. I've Big seen surprise it. there, I'm sure. And I love this movie. I actually okay. forgot about it and didn't even think about putting on this list. I love this movie. So this movie's kind of very understated, as far as like, like you can tell it's low budget because like you have basically okay. So you have this solitary. Um, headhunter. I mean, he's a. You can tell he's like some sort of like Viking esque or like um, you know barbaric from from some sort of warlike place culture like that realm. And he and, just hunts monsters. Yeah, and he and he's and it's in a world. Uh, you know, it takes place in a world. You know, whether they ever existed or whatever, but a monster kills his daughter, and. Um, there's all sorts of imagery 
is it? I don't think it's in English. I can't remember. There, there's very little dialogue, really, because it's really just him and like his internal dialogue, and then he does converse with with the monsters. I believe this comes um, out of a Nordic region, so it's not in English. Yeah. yeah. So um, basically, um, and you know from the beginning, this guy he and he's literally a headhunter. Like he he goes out and he kills monsters. Um, and cuts their head off and puts it on, puts it in his home, and uh, on spikes and stuff. Um, and he is uh, he's on the hunt for this one specific monster, which is actually like almost like a. It's like a serpent, like like it can change bodies. It, it it's like its spine can be removed and it can go and attach itself to another thing. So it's not like it's one. So yeah, I don't want to ruin the whole thing um, because I, it's also like a quick watch. Like I think it's under 90. Yeah. Um, but um, really cool. Multiple monsters. Um, and it, the ending is, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's a, for a person who, you know, uh, who likes horror movies? It's a great ending. Not, not, it might not be some people's favorite, but it's a great ending. Um, if you like, you know, it. I, I would. I, it. It might. I mean, you know, it's basically a horror movie because there's all sorts of different, and, and they're very like ancient looking monsters. Like, like he, there's about there's a cyclops and there's like a, whatever, and he's just hunting all these different monsters, trying to get information on this monster that killed his daughter. And that's and he's it's a revenge story. Um, yeah, it definitely falls he, into the and, horror and, realm, and very emotional. Like he goes to his daughter's grave where he buried her bones every day, <laughs> and like cries and tells her how he's going to avenge her and all this stuff. And there's a very, it gets real brutal uh, emotionally with that whole thing too. It's it's wild. It's a wild ride, but uh, definitely check it out. Um, I was, I'm glad I'm glad that Vinny's into this too because I almost put an older movie on here that's well more, much more well known. But you know, we like uh, we talk after these lists and we're and we we're happy with them, especially when they end up with things that people are going to be like, oh, I need to check that out. I need to check that out. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, it's fun yeah, talking about the classics, but like getting discoveries, uh, you know, for us and for the listeners is is the best part yeah the discards cool. the discards for this one's going to be fun too because yeah, yeah i mean i, I, already, got, I already have a bunch of stuff that i'm not going to put yeah. up this high that aren't going to make the list but i i still want to mention mm-hmm. all right on the um, number six right no number five five that five sorry that. number five and it's you yes Vinny. yes uh number five deep rising 1998. It seems like the late, the late 90s are my creature wheelhouse here. Uh, have you guys seen this one? I think I had this on my list that I wanted to watch it, but I didn't get around to it. Oh. No, I haven't watched it. It's a gem. Can you guys do me a favor, and uh, or at least one of you, pull up the IMDb on this and help me with the, the I got actors? It. So this got is right like here. the who's who of late oh, yeah. 90s actors. Um, we got... Uh... Gene Gray, Fonka Johnson. Yep. Uh, Kevin O'Connor from The Mummy. 
You have. Oh yeah. You have uh, Wes. It's uh, funny that his real last name is O'Connor. Yeah, I know. Oh, O'Connell is the guy's name. Oh, that's true. Close enough. Uh, Wes, you got the, uh, the guy who Anthony Held, who's the uh, Doctor Lecter's doctor. Yep. Yep. In in uh, Silence of the Lambs, and uh, eventually gets his brain eaten. <laughs> Wes studied that um, did um, a lot of. Uh, Native oh, yeah. American roles. Yeah, he plays uh, all all different eras. He did that in Jason Fleming. Plays, yeah, uh, Clifton Powell, Trevor Goddard. That was uh, Mortal Kombat. Digimon Hensu. Yep, Digimon's in this. The... Yeah, he's in a ton of shit. I mean, the who's who of nineties. So this one is. Uh, I had to get a sea monster on here, or a sea creature. Uh, so you have a group of heavily armed hijackers board a luxury ocean liner in the South Pacific Ocean to loot it, only to do battle with a series of large-sized, tentacled, man-eating sea creatures who had already invaded the ship. So in part, this is kind of built like a uh, Aliens-esque action movie, um, but it's a group of bad guys that are getting ready to hijack this cruise liner. And then you have like a, a ghost ship element where they board, they board the cruise line, and it is a ghost ship essentially. Like it is empty. There's no passengers. There's no nothing. So they're all freaked out, and slowly but surely they come to realize that all the passengers have been killed or eaten by this sea creature that is on board. Uh, the creature itself is really cool looking. There's a lot of ridiculous late 90s action, uh, including uh, wave runner chases going off the cruise ship and coming back. Uh, Anything with tentacles, I think, is really cool with a sea creature because it's grabbing things and taking things into the water, taking things into the walls. Uh, There's a big reveal at the end that reveals the creature itself, not just the tentacles. Most of the movie, you're just seeing the tentacles or seeing its victims being sucked away uh, in some way. And then the big reveal, the creature's pretty well done. It's it's very heavily uh, early CGI. Uh, They were going for the Jurassic Park effect, but not as well executed. But I'm fine with it. It's it's a little cheesy looking, but it's fun. Uh, It's cool looking. And it's a great, it's a great action horror movie. Very, very, very much in the vein of Aliens, but on a cruise ship. And you guys know how I love my aquatic horror, so I wanted to sneak one on. And just all the, I saw this at a really young age. Like, I was cranking out these types of movies and falling in love with the aquatic horror and all that at a very young age. And all the actors we just named, I knew from other movies so seeing them all in this was just like the tits for me back then heavily nostalgic well we'll check it out yeah definitely the title's so familiar but yeah never saw it all right number four Mm, I don't know about this one Uh you you gotta argue it number four Christine what like the Christine? The Christine. 
plead your case. All right. It's not an alien. It's not a universal monster. It's not demonic possession. It's not an animal. It's not a creature. I get sure it is. The car um, is very much alive in this movie. I mean, you can if you want to if you want to boot it off. I, I figured you might. Um, but the car to me in this film is very much alive. It's very much uh, a creature. Has its own, you know, it has its own thoughts and process, and is a killing machine. Jeff, oh, this is in thing? your hands. I don't think we've talked about this coming up, but I don't think it ever has where we have to do like a a producer like veto. But I don't see how this is a creature at all. It's a car. Yeah, it's a car. Um, I agree. I don't think it's a creature feature. Um, but now that he mentioned it, I feel like the Halloween Ends was just a remake of Christine. Uh, yeah, uh, you did bring that up in the group. And I didn't know where you were coming from at, at first. And I thought about it more and I was like, Oh, I was like, that's pretty spot on. And that, that was good on you. Yeah. Uh, those uh, two those two line up well, but I, I just don't he, see how it's a creature feature. I love the movie. I, yeah, actually, gonna, I actually watched it the other day. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not a creature feature. All right, that's fine. I, I figured you guys might. I wanted to try to throw it on there, and I would have tried to put it at the bottom of the list, but... It's a good effort. I, I think it's as much a creature as a lot of the things, as a lot of the, the supernatural beings on this list. But, like, the car doesn't, like, change form or anything. It's just a car. Yeah, it comes back to life after they crush it. It's something beyond... Yeah, but you gotta have, like... Way, you gotta have... Way more than a, it's gotta be more, more than just, like, the... Soul, like, I see where you're coming from, like, where it's, like, a creature, like, is doing all these terrible things, and... But, like, we're talking about, like, it's a creature, like something scary and gruesome looking it's just a car oh it's not just a car man it's an evil car <laughs> it's all right i sent you up another pick all right. all right the new number four is uh from 2014 it follows oh see this movie i feel like you could make the exact same argument because the creature in this film i don't really think it's alive but they don't ever really go into explaining what the creature is it just is uh so you know this movie i can read the storyline um there's a seemingly innocent sexual encounter girls plagued by strange vis visions and an inescapable sense that someone or something is follow her following her Faced with this burden, Jay and her friends must find a way to escape the horrors that seem to only be a few steps behind. And it's basically like an allegory, I guess, for or a uh, metaphor for uh, STDs as you sleep with people, this demon or whatever it is gets passed from person to person and it just follows you. Um, not quickly, but it's always slowly, slowly chasing you. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, I thought this movie was pretty fucking creepy. Uh, went out and uh, I think the creature they don't really explain what it is, is why you know beyond having sex with people why it's, why it's chasing you uh, or trying to kill you but shape-shifting element of it where you don't know where it's coming from you never know what it is uh, really creeping me out 
and I'm curious what you guys thought about. I like this movie, but is this a back-to-back disqualification? <laughs> you know, there's, the, there's no creature. There is a creature. But doesn't, I mean, I, I, there's the idea of some paranormal, demonic creature thing going on, but it's just being passed from human to human. All you ever see is a human. Yeah, there's I'm no, sure. there's no like personified creature. There's just like some kind of scary element being passed around from person to person. It was very much not a human, though. Whatever, whatever it is that's following. Well, it, it, but it only takes form of a human. Like there's no oh, yeah, creature. Like... I don't know. I. It's gonna have to be more. Uh... I need something better than that. Jeff's asleep. No, I'm I'm listening. Uh, I, I mean, do you have, want it? Is some, is, I, no, I, I thought I heard snoring. Yeah, I thought I heard snoring uh, too. Yeah. I don't know if snoring. snoring, but it's not it's not me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ashley's out. Yeah, down for the count. Um, uh, I look. I mean, I don't want to disqualify two things in a row, but yeah, there's no creature in this. <laughs> <laughs> This meets all of the ground rules, as does Christine. It's why I ask so many questions. But there, but Sean, there's no cre. Like, like what, what creature are you looking human. at? It's not a human. It's a but you human. don't know. It's but it's taking it the it's taking the form of a human. Like there's no creature to look at or describe. Like oh, the creature was cool looking, or the creature looked. It was just a human. Oh, the creature in a human. I I understand that part. But if it took the. Sh- it- took the shape of a car for instance no because that's not a creature that's a car i don't know sean pete chime in the boundaries peter now i'm gonna pick something dumb to make you regret that well no but pete what do you think i mean i i I kind of i kind of agree with what with what Vince and Jeff. Okay. This right. is this has never happened before. We're, we're trying this again, <laughs> and I actually uh, lost my pen. But uh, number four, again, this one is definitely a creature feature. Did you go wild? No, this is a this is a, an epic. No, uh, but I thought about it. <laughs> new. I thought about going <laughs> spiteful. The new well, number one might be spiteful. Oh no! The new new number four is Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Okay, oh. yeah, now we're now we're in it. Yeah, I really like all your qualifications for what a creature are. I think it's silly, <laughs> but <laughs> Nightbreed. Yeah, I mean Nightbreed. They're all just either dead humans or something that was marked as a Nightbreed. But you know. Um, but they're creatures on the screen. <laughs> What's a creature? Was a creature to, is featured. A creature that's featured. Does it have to have fur? We didn't qualify. No, that. or scales, or fangs, yeah, some, some or sort of uh, type. some kind of crazy eyes, maybe. Oh, Definitely no like... headlights. <laughs> that's just the eyes of the car. Man. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you guys stink. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've actually 
I've only seen the director's cut of this movie, uh, so I, I haven't seen the original. So I know the endings are a little bit different, but uh, this is a Wes Craven movie out of 1990. Uh, also awesome 90s vibes. Um, great practical effects. Uh, it's full of monsters um, that live in a town called Midian that lives or that uh, exists beneath a graveyard, uh, some forgotten about town. Um, and what I love about this movie is that it flips the script on its head, where it kind of starts out and you think the monsters are, you know, these evil beings, or you know, there's a bunch of killings that have happened. Um, but the twist of this movie is the monsters are just, they're just trying to exist peacefully in their town. And, you know, it's actually <coughs> David Cronenberg is actually the, the real asshole of the film. Um, but yeah, this, this movie's awesome. Um, and definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch in spooky season. The, the creature effects are varying. Uh, you know, everyone's, everyone is different. Everyone's, you know, costume or everyone's practical effects are different there were uh really interesting not something you would typically see in a monster movie uh i really liked what they set up and i wish it was better received at the time i don't, I don't know what the original ending was like if you guys want to shed any light on that but yeah i can i can do that for you they uh they tried to sell it as a slasher which it is was clearly not uh no. And they basically just edited it to try and make it more of a slasher. And then people saw it and they were like, this is not a slasher. And I don't know what that was. But people have been finding more and more of it. Uh, it was considered, like, part of it was considered lost. And there's uh, people that have been, like, putting the last, like, 20 years of their life looking for this stuff. And they have a lot of it. And supposedly they're close to releasing, like, the three-hour cut of it or something. So... Pete, yeah, you guys know, or uh, Pete and yeah, Pete. it's a great movie, classic. Um, so it's, it's a little weird, but you know, it's not a bad. It's, it's, it's a it's a lot weird. It's a lot weird. Super yeah. dark, dark fantasy. You know, at times it has like horror elements, but it's not really a horror movie at heart. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of a love story too. Mm. A lot, it's a lot definitely a love story. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was definitely ahead of its time. I don't think anybody was quite ready for a uh, yeah epic love story uh, containing monsters and underground uh, cities and such. Giant bathmats and yeah. Uh, The 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 editing of this film was a little bit odd, which maybe that's just as I watched the director's cut. But overall. Uh, you know, great, great Halloween season watch. Oh, definitely. Well, I think that this movie, this could be three, two, or one, but I'm just making sure it makes the list. Can't wait to shit on it. So, oh, I don't think, I've never heard anyone say anything about this movie except for that it's terrifying. All right. I agree with you. It is terrifying. Pete, at number three, is selected from 2005, The Descent. 
Oh, now you're going to get something weird at number one. Cool. <laughs> uh, were you going to put this at number one? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, what can be said about this movie? I mean, first of all, the beginning of this movie is, like, absolutely unexpected uh, insane, like, like, fucking family of three driving and the husband and the kid get a spike through the head. <laughs> and, yeah, you think, like, oh, this is the beginning of the movie. They're on their way to go to a cave because that's what this movie's about. No, no, no. It, it's all about the, the, the survival of the the wife that witnesses her husband and kid die with and then witnesses also witnesses every single one of her friends die <laughs> horribly uh, in the dark with these horrific humanoid uh, cave dwelling beings um, yeah I, I everyone I talk to about this movie they're like, some people say I've been told that people can't some people can't watch this again. Um, I love this movie. Don't watch the second one. Uh, unless you just want disappointment. Um, but yeah, I mean... I don't mind the second one. Oh, really? I, I mean, it's, it's you know, far superior, but I, I get a little enjoyment out of it. In, inferior. I mean, uh, inferior, thank you. Um, um, yeah. This movie don't scares they... me to my core. The original. Yeah. Um, I watched, um, in preparation for this movie, I also watched The Cave, which is kind of like this movie, just not as good. Yeah, uh, Cave is one of my discards. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. it was, it's a ripoff, but. Yeah. Well, I feel, I kind of felt like it was one of those, it may have been one of those Hollywood phenomena where, like, the same movie somehow made at the same time and no because studios don't talk oh actually you know what um i'm gonna add another to my discards that's also kind of like in this ilk uh um but yeah i mean you get uh yeah this movie is just is really creepy and and it really hits you I, 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 one of the on top of the monsters you have the fear of you're, you're trapped in a cave which and, just like, is terrifying I mean, yeah, drowning not, and being stuck yeah. in a cave. Stuck in just... a cave, uh, unable to escape, and also the lack of, like, not only are you stuck in a cave, but you're running out of sources of light. So, like, eventually you're, like, uh, like the thought has to be going through your head, eventually I'm going to run completely be in, in darkness, and then you can't go anywhere. What do you do? How do you escape? Yeah. Uh, so that's just, that's just terror, sheer terror. I watched a uh, short documentary uh, yesterday, actually, it was a very brief one on, on YouTube, but this cave explorer was exploring this, uh, very tight cave and he thought he was going down, um, a section of it that he knew according to his map that was going to be very tight and he's going to have to like squeeze through, but it turns out it was an uncharted section of the cave and it was unpassable and he got stuck in it like um, at his waist, but vertical. He was like completely upside down. And there was a 36 hour 
rescue attempt to get him out of there and they couldn't get him out and he just died and they sealed the yeah. cave and that's yeah. like his tomb now. I've heard about that and he's still there. Crazy. Yep. That shit. I don't, first of all, I don't know why the fuck people do that. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. Literally insane. Like it, it, like, it, 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 ugh, it makes my heart palpitate just like even thinking about it. Like, yeah. Not being able to move and stuck there. Like, oh, but, um, uh, the whole thing with, uh, you know, are the, were the creatures actually there or was it all her, uh, is a really cool aspect of this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, great film. So it fell in, it fell in at what, uh, number three, three. Yeah. That's, perfect. you must have, I mean, Sean, you were going to put it at number one. Yeah, I would have put this movie at number one. Uh, this movie terrified me when I first saw it. Uh, I don't know. One of my favorite horror movies. Always worth a rewatch. Just like the whole atmosphere and being stuck in a cave is so fucking terrifying. Like, that's like a real terror. Yeah, and absolutely. It really, comes, it really comes across in the movie. Uh, it's so claustrophobic. Uh, you know, the creatures, what you see of them are horrifying. Uh... Do you like yeah, the I, sequel at all? Like this, even as I like, what's that? I never watched the sequel. It, it's weird. Like uh, I'm, yeah. yeah. It, um, it, it piggyback. It piggybacks off the first one a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just. I, I. I don't think it's unworthy of number one. I just had to. I was just trying to make sure it made it here. I mean, definitely top three deserving. All right, so I'm coming in at number two here. Uh, Pete, do I know what you're going to do at number one? Like, you think we're on the same no, wavelength me. here? No, it's Sean. Sean's on. Wait, wh- where are we at? It's spiteful. It's spiteful. Sean's, Sean's, oh, Sean's spiteful number, one. number one. So it's spiteful? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to ruin the list, but there's a lot that could go. I mean... You think, well, I'm Sean, after three. after the number four spot, I don't know if we're on the same wing, same uh, wavelength at all. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I disagree with you even more. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the more, I'm looking at, at four or three movies here that could be all number one or two. So. All right, I'm just going to play my, gonna, I'm going to play my number one here. Uh, Jeff, do you think Ashley will be upset that she was studio audience in this episode? No, why? <laughs> because she is. <laughs> what? He's just making a joke about her snoring. No. Is it loud? <laughs> it's really it's really funny. No, it comes through everyone. <laughs> it's while. really uh, funny. Okay. Oh man. Alright, Vinny's pick is in. Ah, Surely out of nerves because it should be number one. I'm actually surprised. No, no, okay. Uh, yeah, number two, Vinny's pick from 1990, Tremors. I was going to put it number one. Why do you keep doing this? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, crap. <laughs> Can I revoke my own pick, Jeff? Nope. nope. All right. Let's hear nope. it. All right, Tremors. Talk about Hell Comes to Frog Town at number one. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so Tremors. You have Kev- 1990. I, I went all 90s in my picks. 
you have Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward out in the desert uh, doing their hillbilly shenanigans. And little do they know, there's a a uh, motion-seeking, sound-seeking worm creature. Pre-Cambrian life form. What is it? It's a pre-Cambrian life form. Pre-Cambrian life form. That is it's the dinosaurs coming out of the ground to suck people up. Looking like big old dicks. Yep, looking like dicks. Uh, I love this franchise. The sequels are bonkers and go completely off the off the the walls as they go on. But two is legitimately good of a sequel, even though it doesn't have bacon. Uh, I like the um, it's not Tremors like Island, uh, Screecher Screecher Island. Island. That one that one's pretty fun. No, no, I'm I'm just saying they're all like worthy as like bad goods. But one and two are both good. Yeah, yeah. Or one is great. Two is good. Yeah. The rest is like if you put want to put yourself through it. Yeah. And in fact, there's one of them that's like um a prequel. It's like Wild West. Yeah, yeah. We should consider doing a like a little short Tremors franchise war games. I'd be it down. Pretty much goes. It pretty much goes in order. But yeah. Um. Yeah, so you have some pretty gnarly kills. You have good comedy, good banter between Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. Um, you have the great... Uh, I forget the actor's name. Michael Gross. Oh, yeah. He's Burt. You know, Burt. Uh, yeah, Burt Bert, Bert has a big part in most of the sequels. Um. Yeah, it's just it's a fun it's a fun monster. It's a it was a completely original premise uh, when this one came out in 1990. Uh, all the it, it's basically adults playing. Uh, what's that game called when we were kids? Uh, Hot lava. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the early on, the one kill with the farmer, and then his head's just sticking out of the ground, like. All kinds of cool imagery. Uh, this is another one that I just loved as a kid. Didn't really scare me. It was just like pure enjoyment. <clears throat> well, this used to show on sci-fi like all the time. Ah, yeah. And it doesn't really need all that much editing for TV. Uh, other than language. Um, there was supposed to be a series. Yep, there's a pilot. It's out there somewhere. With Bacon. Yep. Um, the only I forgot thing about that. that the only thing that I disliked about that idea was that it was gonna like it was gonna overlook all the sequels, which like for all the work put into those, I don't think that's fair. Um, so all the extra monsters would have been not included. Maybe they would have included two because. What about because, the ass blasters? Because what's his name was still in. Was he had the ass blaster? You had the flying monster. And you had the two-legged one in two. Yep. With the eye that had the eye thing that had the the heat-seeking eye. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reba McIntyre is the number one. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, it was Reba and uh, Bert. Yeah, Reba with their, and Bert. with their arsenal of weapons, they're ready to roll. I think this was the first horror movie I ever saw. 
and it scared the shit out of me. I'm pretty sure I watched it at my neighbor's house when I was a kid who lived across the street and we must have been like eight. And I remember just like running back to my parents' house because <laughs> you know, I was afraid something was going to fucking eat me out of the pavement. Yeah. They got creative with the whole radio and the the toy cars and bombs. Yep. I love me some bacon. Yeah. This is like peak heartthrob bacon too. Oh yeah, long hair, handsome cowboy boots, tight pants. Now this movie was way better than it had any right to be, considering it's just giant worms trying to eat a bunch of people in the desert. Yeah, I think it's it's well, it's a movie that I think among a lot of people consider it like schlock, but among us, you know, highbrow folk understand its true meaning in society. And even if it is schlock, it's it's fun schlock, yeah. necessary schlock. Absolutely. All right. Well, is it the first one and the, or the second one with the girl on the pogo stick. Yeah. Second first one. one, right? Second one. Oh, that's the second one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the first one. I don't think. Um. Well, I rolled the dice. Um. Yeah, I wish you guys wouldn't have put those two and three because now I got to dig down into my list a little bit. Yeah, I wish we were on the same wavelength there because I I had plenty that, or at least two that I could have easily played at number two and would have been happy with. I'm not surprised that you guys didn't want Christina on the list, but I'm a little surprised about It Follows, but that's fine. There was no creature. It's not a human. The role was not a human, not an alien. It was an entity. An entity. Entity, entity that transferred amongst humans. Yeah, that doesn't matter how it's transferred. That wasn't one of the stipulations of this list. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about a creature. This is a worm. You could... no animals. But a, a worm creature that pops out of the ground and eats people. That doesn't exist. I didn't say where the creature from it follows comes from. It's not a human. You could have put the void on, and that would have been more fitting. I thought about it. <laughs> all right are we ready for this number one i don't know are we let's do it i think you, you will be all right here it comes sean's pick at number one the mist okay see yeah that, that's not digging down no this, uh i feel like this movie got a lot of shit when it came out but i think it's a pretty worthwhile uh well maybe not number one i wouldn't have put it at number one but uh, it was my number four. That's I had it at number five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this movie is uh, a creature movie uh, first and foremost. There's, you know, uh, this storm rolls through small town. Uh, this mist rolls through, and a bunch of people get stuck inside the store. And you know, these citizens hole up there. Um, and then, you know, they start trying to venture out and these creatures start, you know, grabbing people and, uh, you, you, you don't really get a good look at it for most of the movie, what's happening to these people outside there. So a lot of it is left to the imagination, which I think is like the most terrifying part. Um, and I, I haven't read the story, but I know that the ending, they kind of flip it upside down where 
I, th- I think they changed the ending of the film and the ending of the film is just horrifying where the mist finally clears and you see what happens to the people. Um, yeah, definitely a Stephen King bleak ending. Good Lord. I, I, when I first saw this, like my jaw dropped to the floor almost. Uh, but another, I love the ending. Oh, the ending, the ending of this is, is great. Uh, you know, terrible, but great. Uh, but another, uh, like a lot of these movies that we've been talking about, great cast, uh, Thomas Jane, Andre Brower, uh, uh, the guy from Walking Dead, uh, Jeffrey DeMond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Walking Dead. Um, Laurie Holden. There, there's a lot of great actors that you would recognize when you watch this film. And I'm sure a lot of people that would listen this far probably know this movie. I think you guys have probably talked about it in the past. but Yeah, it definitely made the Stephen King list. Yeah, and I, I mean... think, didn't you guys do a shocking ending list? I think it made that too. Yeah, I think it, yeah, yeah. This is certainly Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. So the the infamous ending, the cast of characters all being stuck in the gas station, and you have this mist that brings these creatures, and uh, they all think it's the end of the world. Or yeah, uh, pretty self explanatory for this one. But it's... what's the what's what's for you the uh, for me, it's the spiders are the creepiest in this whole movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, this because I find spiders to be scary and creepy to begin with. And uh, of course, like yeah, there's spiders, but they're like fucking like mutant spiders, and like mm-hmm. there's like there's bugs and they're mutant bugs, so they're definitely like you know creatures, not just animal attacks kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And then there's the there's the tentacle monster which you never even see right yeah you, just see, see you just see the tentacle yeah you just see the tentacles um yeah it was on it was uh middle of my list too so yeah um i don't, all, I don't mind it being at number one i i think um yeah. I, I was perusing some other uh you know lists of this fashion uh fashion that were out there on the internet i think this was in the top three of Quite a few. Um, I just want to say all the movies talked about today show up on people's creature lists. No, Christine does not. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> no, you are completely rogue. Um, so I'm just going to run down my list of discards real quick just to say them all out loud. Uh, in order of where... I would have, from high to low, where I would have uh, fit them in somewhere if, if possible. Um, gremlins. Yep. Humanoids from the deep. Yep. Oh. Hell, Hell comes to Frogtown. Chud. Ghoulies. After midnight. Mimic. Pumpkinhead and antlers. Dig it. Uh, antlers never would have made it on my list. That movie was just okay. Just watched it the other night. Um, just in case anyone's wondering, my number one would have been Ghoulies Two. But... Ghoulies Two? Yeah. Okay. I'm a little upset that it didn't even get on the list. <laughs> so I should have, um, going from the top of my list down, 
I should have played Pumpkinhead. That was my number two, and that would have set Sean to play Ooh. Tremors at one. Uh, that would have. I mean, would have been one pick on this list that I would disagree with. Really? As far as Pumpkinhead? As far as its height. Yeah, Pumpkinhead's I mean, Pumpkinhead's the bottom of the list movie for me. I love the creature in that one. Um, Creature's great, but the movie's not very good. It, it's very. The only problem I have with the movie is it's very dark. Like not it's very like, dark, and you're like, who are these dirt kids? Yeah, why are these kids so dirty? <laughs> <laughs> um, I obviously I had Gremlins at number three. Uh, I had Mist at four, which, which made it on obviously, and then uh, uh, The Gate I had lower on my list. That's a fun one. Uh, I believe eighty seven, where these kids <laughs> open up a portal in their backyard and lets out these little menacing demonic creatures that wreak havoc like sort of gremlin style but more uh scary and horrorish um i had a humanoid in the deep towards the bottom of the list i had uh towards the bottom that's so good i love i mean i love it and you know how i feel about my sea creatures that's why when i heard you say i had to try and get a sea creature movie on the list i'm like you're going with that one and not humanoids from the deep well, I, I do like Deep deep Rising more than Humanoids in the Deep. Humanoids in the Deep grabs me because uh, I love, like, a a beach shore town story. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of thought that you might try and get The Void on here somewhere. I do love The Void. And Sean and I were talking about that one, but... Uh, the Sarah Monster? It, I, I, this I whole, I this whole creature feature thing was so ingrained in my brain, like... And I couldn't distinguish, like, just within myself, like, trying to decide, like, between monster and creature. And I see that as more of a monster movie, not creature. Like, which is one and the same. But for me, it messed me up. Uh, I won. It was in my discards. It didn't even make the list. But I want to talk about Grabbers. I love that movie. And the only reason I didn't include it is because of the alien thing. They never, in the movie, addressed the monster as an alien. But for some reason, in, in the synopsis, not just on IMDb, everywhere, the synopsis calls us an alien. So I didn't include it because of that. But have you guys seen that one? Which one? Well, some people call Mexicans aliens. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> off the rails. Not me. Not me. Uh, They're welcome here. You guys would like Grabbers. It's a horror comedy. Uh, it's an Irish-made movie. It takes place in a little island off off of Ireland and a sea monster comes uh, and starts attacking the island and wiping them all out and like sucks their blood like just out of their body like sucks them dry but then they realize the monster is uh, allergic or afraid to alcohol so they all get like rip roaring drunk so the monster doesn't attack them and they're all wasted trying to figure out how to escape or defeat this thing what took him so long to figure that out? I forget how they discovered that part. Oh, there was like an old man, was like, like the old man drunkard in the pub. Uh, the monster, the monster attacks him, and then like retreats and like, you know, does like the monster like squealy, like remember, like like um, gets out of there, and they realize it's because he was so pickled drunk. Uh, also in discards, I had Splice. 
Uh, I had Splinter, which is a really good one. That's like a uh, parasite monster creature type of deal. And then when we were talking about the descent and the cave, I was thinking of uh, As Above, So Below. Which I really uh, like that movie. Yeah, but what creatures are in that? Isn't there like a... Isn't there like yeah, um, just like? Yeah, there's a there's like there's like um, Parisian thought... demonic creatures. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a creature feature. It just popped in my head as uh, we're talking about. I thought about. that they were just like uh, like people that were followers of like the demon that attacked them. No, no, it's like the, it's like the uh, claustrophobic that like they were going down in the catacombs of France and. Right. They go f- too far down. That ends in, you know, a lot of it's like the descent thing where it's they're lost and stuck in yeah. small spaces. But then there's like these. I just dem- remember there was that chick that was freaky looking. Yeah, that stuck with me. Yeah, that's all I got. Sean, oh, comes to Frog Town. <laughs> uh, I, there's a lot on my list that were like. I, I had a hard time with this list, which is why my number four pick was so hard. But, um, but yeah, like I have like Troll Hunter written down and Cloverfield. Um, yeah, Cloverfield. You know, I wrote, I wrote the Peter Jackson King Kong remake back in two thousand five, which I figured would never make the list, and uh, I, I didn't know if we were going to do something like that. I know you guys. Said I was thinking of maybe uh, Kong. Kong's not a universal monster. I was thinking maybe Congo. That, like... that movie. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, that's, that's Animal Attacks. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, but he was like oh, yeah, he was like a. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be creature. I, mean, I know it's like an enhanced. He was like an enhanced gorilla, but, but it's still like the same gorilla. size of a gorilla. It's yeah. just like. Um, but yeah, Gremlins. Uh, one I really wanted to watch was The Host. I didn't get a chance to watch that, and I feel like it would have made the list. Uh, yeah, from, 2000, from 2006, if you guys know. It was on my watch list. I didn't get to it. Uh, but the same guy who made uh, Parasite and... Snowpiercer? Yeah. Or no, yeah. Was he Parasite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a whole shitload of movies written down, but a lot of them I think are stretches. All right, well, I think all in all, a good list. Jeff, yeah, do you want to recap good. it for us? Yeah, yeah, I will. So, we started with Pete, who took quantity over quality, and at number 10, he selected Ernest Scared Stupid. Then back-to-back, he went with Q, the Winged Serpent. Then at eight, uh, then he takes over, and they picked the Relic. And then seven was Sean's pick, Monstrum. Six brought us back to Pete, the Headhunter. Deep Rising was number five. That was a Vinny pick. After much deliberation on two boobies, uh, we finally came up with the number four. Uh, <laughs> Sean picked Nightbreed. Three is the descent. 
That was Pete. That was his last pick. Then at two was Tremors, Vinny. And then Sean's number one pick was The Myth. I think that's a good list, all in all. Yeah. That's pretty pretty damn solid. Yeah, yeah I agree. Two, fo- two foreign movies on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, two that I haven't seen that I'll I'll be watching for sure. You got Hugh the Wing Serpent, which is ridiculous. I could have put something else there, but <laughs> I may throw that on tonight while I lay in bed and uh, partake in the marijuanas. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just didn't like that movie. I'll have to rewatch it, but the it didn't grab me at all during the Joe Bob. Um, so if you should before you rewatch that, you should rewatch Ernest. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not watch, watching that. Steph, maybe maybe watching it with Steph will be more entertaining. Maybe she'll like it. I'm not watching that before bed. It'll freak me out. Little <laughs> um, Jim Varney. Little Jim Varney coming at you. I will um, keep forgetting to mention that I do this, but I will post the list on my Letterboxd uh, Cinema of Hops, which I've been debating turning into. Killer Pod, but then I put my own like personal ratings on there, and I don't want you guys to get lumped in with that. So whatever. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be lumped in with your terrible ratings. Yeah, yeah. So Cinema of Hops, uh, but the list will be titled uh, Killer Pods Matter Space Top Ten Creature Features. In case you need a reference, or uh, don't peek at it before you listen to the episode. Let it be a surprise. But if you need a reference afterwards for. I'll watch this whatever it'll be on there. Um, and yeah, we still have some Halloween episodes coming. I'm excited for them. Yeah. We got another Watch Us or Die. We got another War Games. We'll be on our way. Jeff, you got your trip coming up. We'll probably have another episode before then, hopefully. But Yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm around till the 26th, and then I take my trip. And, uh, you know, I can record... From anywhere, so that's really nice. Mm-hmm. 2022. Who would have guessed? What a time. What mm-hmm. that? The, uh, Thursday night football game actually is going pretty well. You're actually scoring I, points, which is nice. That's wild for a Thursday night game. Yeah. 28 to 17, Cardinals over the Saints. Wow. And I still only have 16 points. That's great. Thanks, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray's really just shitting the bed here. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we will reconvene next episode. Yes, sir. Uh, and until next episode, we are the Killer Pod crew. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And we're out.